my throat tonight. I, I'm like Mrs. Wilson. She sees somebody's got something on TV. Next day she's got it. So that's that's what that's what Joe told me. <laughs> I was I was watching TV today, and they said the measles are going around the country now. You know, and one of the signs of measles is you got a raspy throat and a fever. <laughs> I said, Oh my gosh, I got me I got measles. <laughs> I don't know what makes my throat do this, but it gets its way every once in a while. But uh, I have had a great time with my grandkids. I tell you the truth, I don't get to see them that often anymore. They move away and then come see me. But yesterday I laughed and I thought I'd die. My, my least one I got, what is he, two-year-old Jason? And he come down to Cheryl's. We went down to eat with him. They went swimming in the pool down there. and he, They took him out before he was ready to get out. And he didn't like that one bit. And they, they brought, when they come over, they brought him a little suitcase, you know, with all this stuff in it. He went in the bedroom, he put all his stuff in his suitcase, and he went by the door waiting, I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Me and my wife went out to the car to go home, to come home. He come out and got right in the car with her and sat down, you know, I'm going with y'all. <laughs> he, had, he had enough of this place. <laughs> Telling him what to do, but uh, I really enjoy my kids. I, they're growing up on me. Ephesians chapter two, please. By the way, invite everybody you can to come to Sunday school or Bible class. I'm anxious about the study of Hebrews. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Ephesians chapter two, please. I'm begin to read in verse eleven. Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called a circumcision in the flesh made by hands <coughs> that at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope without God in the world but now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might be, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I do come to you tonight, humbly as I know how, Lord, and I reverence your name. I reverence just being a son of yours, God, and being saved by your grace. I just marvel at it every day of my life. And I think of 
these Jewish believers and the Gentiles, it was that time, Lord, how wonderful it must have been for them to to know that they were saved by your grace and how Paul took the, the very word of God and explained it to them. And Father, you've done that so, to us so many times and we thank you for it. Bless each one that come tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beginning in verse 11, Paul begins to tell how the church is constructed as a temple of God. In verses 11 and 12, says, Wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh. Now the church, or body of called out of the world believers in Ephesians, or Ephesus, was mostly made up of Gentile believers. Gentiles are identified as the uncircumcision. They were labeled by this by the Jews, the so-called circumcision. Now you got to remember, God did not make a distinction between the, or God did make a distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles, beginning with Abraham, all the way down to the day of Pentecost, or the giving of the Holy Spirit to believers. Israel was favored above all other nations by God. A Gentile could come in only as a proselyte this distinction called trouble because Israel became proud of her position. The Israelites came to the place they looked down upon these Gentile believers and they caused hatred in the part of both Jew and Gentile. <clears throat> I know that you've been, what, what got me to studying this was seeing on TV and seeing in the news the hatred that's going on against Jews in the synagogues all across this world. But now it's even creeping into the United States. And that concerns me greatly because where we want to like it or not, the Jews are God's chosen people. And the Bible has a lot to say about the world turning against the Jews in the last days. And... Paul here, what, what makes it so that uh, even I've, I've, over the years I've heard preachers try to explain how that the promises to the church were the same promises as God made to the Jews. That's not so. God made certain promises to the Jews that don't belong to the church. And he made certain promises to the church that don't belong to the Jews. And so that causes conflicts in religious areas and it causes hard feelings and it causes trouble. Now in verse 11 and 12 is a description of the sad position of these hopeless Gentiles. It's also the position of any lost person. Uh, this is what is meant to be lost. Verse 12, without Christ. Notice. This is the definition of a lost man. It is the opposite of being in Christ. Remember something now. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit takes you and baptizes you in the body of Christ. The one way that I know that I can't lose my salvation, I hear all these people talking about I can get saved and lose your salvation. No, you can't for this simple reason. When you get saved, you're baptized in the body of Christ. Now, if you can get me out of the body of Christ, then I can lose my salvation. 
But there's nobody, uh, principality, power, or anything else can take me out of the body of Christ. And so I know I'm saved that way. But uh, verse 12, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, are, are alienated from the citizenship of Israel. This is the definition of a Gentile. The Gentile had no God-given religion like Israel had. The Gentile had no right to go back in the Old Testament and take the promises God made to the Jews as their own. God did not make all the promises or covenants listed in the Old Testament for you and I as Gentiles. The land of Israel is the Jews, not ours. This earth is the Jews, not ours. Now, the promise God gave to you and I is found in John 14, verse 2 and 3. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I thank God that this earth is not mine. I'm going to heaven. Amen. It's a prepared place for you and I, say people. But the earth belongs to the Jew. And God made it, and he promised that to Abraham. And it's an everlasting promise. That means even after the world is renovated, it still belongs to the Jew. And so remember that. Now, in verse 12, says, having no hope. Uh, look at all the religions in the world today. They have no hope. They have no resurrection from the dead. The cults have no hope. All their founders are dead. And, and uh, the condition of the Gentiles seem to be, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. Then verse 12 says, without God in the world. Now this does uh, not mean that God removes himself from man, but man removes himself from God. A man is lost without God. A man is godless without God. A man is in darkness of the world without God because of choice. The only hope the lost person has in the world today is to try to get out all he can out of this life. There's nothing hereafter for a lost person. If a lost person lives, uh, he's planning on something in the future, like that young boy I told you about many times said to me, when I get to hell, me and my friends are going to have a good time. Oh, no, you're not. There's no hope for you after death if you know not Christ. Paul has just described the condition now of the Gentiles and the believer, unbeliever. Ephesians 2.13 uh, says something has happened. Look at verse 13 now. But I heard an old preacher say one time, he's going to make him a sermon out of that little word, but. But-headed Christians. But uh, verse 13, but now in Christ Jesus we who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Notice in the temple now, the Gentiles were permitted to come, but they were placed afar off in the court of the Gentiles. But Paul says, the Gentiles who are in Christ, everything has changed. They were without Christ, now they're in Christ. The distance of barriers which separated them from God have been removed. They have been made nigh, by their, not by their efforts or their merits, but by the blood of Christ. Now that means anybody is it it made nigh by the blood of Christ then. Now beginning in verse 14 down through verse 17. Uh, for he, he is our peace, who has made both one 
and that's broken down in the middle wall of partition between us. Now, I had a, a Catholic priest call me one day, and he said, Now, the Pope has broke down the middle wall of partition between the Gentiles and the Catholic Church today. And I can come preach for you, and you can come preach for me. I said, it ain't happening. Amen? And so, it, this is not the middle wall that he's talking about there. This is talking about the inner court going into the Holy of Holies, and that uh, uh, a curtain was rent from the top to the bottom, and that means then now that anybody can go before God and pray and ask Him to save them. Now, the contrast here in these verses is between the Jew and the Gentile. The Lord Jesus Christ is the peace that has been made between them. The middle wall, the fence, the partition has been broken down. He has made a new man. Uh, we have been put together in Christ. I wonder what these people that say they don't believe in a wall is going to do with the Bible. When the Bible, all through the Bible, talks about walls, separation, and making a difference. Christ has made peace between us and God. Uh, we shall peace with each other then also. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 32. Give non-offense neither to the Jew nor to the Gentiles nor to the Church of God. A old Dr. Hyman Appleman, an old Jew missionary years ago, used to come preach for us, and, and he'd always start out with Romans, where it says the Jew first, and then the Gentile. He said, "Let's take up an offering for me first, and then we'll take up an offering for the church." <laughs> and he used to kid a lot about that, but uh, it's the truth. And uh, when you when you read and study the scriptures, now it's not that the Gentiles had been. Elevated to a status of the Jews, but God has elevated both Jew and Gentiles, believers, the church, the body of Christ, to an even higher elevation. The Son of God, the bride of Christ, that's what God has made us. Now, I do not believe in the universal brotherhood of man and the universal fatherhood of God. The true brotherhood is those who are in Christ. Now, what I mean by that. Uh, the churches, they're trying to get all the churches to come under one brotherhood in this day and time that we live in. And the Bible does not, the Bible preaches absolutely contrary to that. I know that I have been, uh, I preached against uh, Jehovah's Witness and Catholics and so on in this church. And many times I've said, that if they preach the Word of God, I'll go with them. When they leave the Word of God, I'll leave them. Amen. There's a separation. I don't care what religion, if it's a Baptist, if you leave this book, I'm going to leave you. Amen? And what I'm trying to say is, uh, all of those people that says every church in Brandon, we're all doing God's work and we're all going to the same place, we're under the brotherhood of God. No, we're not. No, we're not. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're not my brother. Amen? Only those that's born again is my brothers in Christ Jesus. A true brotherhood is those who are in Christ. And no matter uh, where you're yellow, or black, or white, or whatever color you are, or whatever religion you are, makes no difference with Christ. I was listening to a man the other day who was saying that Jesus was a black uh, Messiah. And I've heard people say uh, Jesus was a, a white Messiah. No, he wasn't. He was a Jew. And there's no getting around it. But what difference does that make? When we get to heaven, I don't believe there's going to be a color. I think we're all going to be the same thing. 
And when it comes to religion, there's going to be no religion in heaven. We're going to be Christians. We're going to be children of God. And so it makes no difference. Uh, we are in Christ, a new man. And this is the building of God. This is the temple of God that God is building today. I marvel at people that say, I want to go to church to serve God. You don't go to church to serve God. This is a place to come together to worship God. But you serve God everywhere you go. It's not in a temple. God's not in this building. He's in us. We are the temple of God. Amen. I come in here sometimes and nobody else in here but me. And God's not in this building. He's in me. And He's in you. We are the temple of God. Now it used to be that they went where God was in the temple and they went there to worship God in the temple. But since Jesus died and rose again, He comes into us, the temple of God, and lives within us. There's no such thing. It's like people tell me, I want to go to a certain church and because of the pomp and the glory and everything that's there and the beautiful buildings and everything. When I built this building, I made it as plain as I could make it for this simple reason. I don't want people coming in here and looking at the walls and the chandeliers and everything just right. And We don't come here for that. We come here to worship God together. Amen. And so uh, I know one thing. Uh, I would like to have red carpet. But everybody else don't like red carpet, so I got brown. I don't care. And what I'm trying to say is it's not the carpet. It's not the pews. It's not all this other stuff. We are the buildings of God. Now listen to this. The Old Testament temple, which came after the Mosaic tabernacle, was marked by partitions. There were three entrances into the three departments. There's the outer court. There's the holy place. There's the holy of holies. Then there was a, a section partitioned off for priests, Israel, uh, women, and the Gentiles. Three petitions. Christ, by sacrificial death on the cross, took out the veil and became the way, the outer court, the truth, the holy place, the light, the holy of holies. So Jesus is not the outer court now. Uh, just the outer court. Jesus is not just the holy place. Jesus is not the, just the holy of holies. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Now, we come through Christ directly into this presence of God the Father. Look at verse 18 now with me. Verse 18. For through Him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. I have a lot of people come and ask me to pray for them. And I count that a great privilege. I mean that. Sincerely as I know how to put it. I thank God for the opportunity just to pray for people. But folks, you can pray. You don't have to come to some priest. You don't have to come to somebody and get them to pray for you. Now it's a good privilege and it's a wonderful thing to get somebody to pray for you. I'm not belittling that whatsoever. But you can pray. You are a child of God. And you have access to the throne of God through Christ Jesus. That wasn't so at one time. In the temple, brother, you didn't go into those holy of holies. Only the high priest did. Now here is the present uh, presenting both Jews and Gentiles in the uh, same level of ground. Now both are sinners in the, at the foot of the cross 
both have special access to God. Now, Ephesians chapter 3. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation, the grace of God which is given me to you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote unto you in few words. You know the church of God is a mystery. People don't understand it. That God can bring every walk of life into one body. Think about it. Now the Jews, they wear their little caps and so on. One of my good friends was a multimillionaire, and I took my Bible and went to lead him to Christ after I got saved. And he said, what makes you think I'm not saved? I go to synagogue once a year. And he was serious about that. He went to synagogue once a year, and he was okay. He was ready to go to heaven because he went to synagogue. Setting him aside, setting himself aside, different than what I was. He went to synagogue. He was a Jew. No, we're all the same in Christ Jesus. And a Jew should not make himself any higher in position as far as God is concerned than you and I are. But neither are we. And we're not to belittle a Jew and make fun of a Jew. We're to thank God for them because the oracles of God came through them and give it and was given to us because of it. And did you ever you remember when Jesus said, I didn't come in this world to give to the dogs? He said, I come in to give it to his brethren, the, the house of Israel. But thank God we get the crumbs. Amen. He didn't leave us out is what he was saying. He gave us a chance too. And then going on down to chapter 3, verse 12. In whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. Isn't it wonderful to be saved and make no difference? I marvel at the different denominations that want to claim to, like, uh, you go up and knock on a door and try to witness to somebody and they'll say, well, I'm a church of Christ. Like that sets them aside. Or I'm Baptist. Like that sets them aside. They're different. And one old buddy I've been witnessing to for a long time that says he's a Presbyterian. And uh, he said, like, leave me alone. I'm a Presbyterian. You know, I'm different than you are. No, you're not. If you're in Christ Jesus, we're all the same. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. That's the reason I don't like churches that have little cliques. You know, there's, there's a lot of churches that people come and they're dressed in suit. They sit over here. If you're dressed in your overalls, so you sit over here. And the, the, the middle group, I don't know what they are, but they don't talk to them, leave them alone. Amen? And that's just not the way it ought to be. You're my brother. You're my sister in Christ. And I ought to treat you that way. And the Bible makes that very plain. That's saved by grace, by the way. None of us deserve to get saved. Jew or Gentile. But thank God we are saved. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight, aren't you? Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for just looking down upon me one day and giving me a chance to get saved but every Jew has the same chance that we do Christ Jesus is their Savior too and they are he's ours too Lord we thank you so much for it bless your people in Jesus name we pray amen let's sing